Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Des Bishop Podcast. It's Tuesday, not that it matters. Another Nun Day. And, um... We got a great episode coming up today, me and Joanne chatting. Uh, we only talk about Corona for a little bit. And then we have a great chat about uh, myself and Joanne had said that we would maybe workshop some material for her because uh, she's working on some new stuff. But actually, she was saying that in the midst of all the madness, she's got a bit of time. She's thinking about writing a show about being adopted. So we have a little bit of a go at workshopping a show about adoption, which kind of leads to a really good chat about being adopted, which we talked a bit about before in a previous episode of the Des Bishop podcast years ago. Uh, and now uh, she's kind of kind of coming at it a bit more of a humorous way. And uh, I think it's a really good app. So um, stay tuned for that. Um, you know, I was actually, I, I, I had a Trump rant in me this morning uh, because of everything that happened last night with Trump's press conference. Uh, but I'll just say really quick, first of all, I'm definitely doing a Trump episode tomorrow, a straight up, just me on my own Trump rant coming tomorrow. I don't want to, I don't want to waste too much time leading up to the chat with Joanne because it's really good and it's kind of just like overload. But can I just say that Trump is basically now saying this can't go on that long and we're getting back to normal really quick, which is just, I mean, it's, it's fine if, if you're willing to have those those deaths on your watch. So I'm going to, uh, but it's not fine. I mean, the truth is, man, he could have tested straight away when we had our, the first cases in America in Washington state. He could have got into serious testing. He could have nipped this thing in the bud like they did in South Korea. He didn't do that. Now he's trying to act like it's possible to be South Korea with the thing running rampant. New York hospitals are soon to be completely overwhelmed. He's going to have to push this whole like, the cure is worse than the disease message amidst people dying in hospitals and the horrible stuff of people not being able to be on ventilators. And the, these these Republicans, which, by the way, it's taken over Fox News now. The cure is worse than the disease. Fox News is just all day. This can't go on. We can't, you know, our grandchildren, I wanted to leave a good legacy for my grandchildren, and now it's all being taken away. So they they... A lot of, I mean, in fairness to these senior citizens, these people in their 70s and their 80s, they're saying, I'd rather die than have my, my wealth wiped out. So, I mean, fair enough. They're the most at risk and they're saying it. But, you know, I, I, I just think that the short-term pain of this, they've hardly experienced any of it yet. And, and, and they're ready to jump ship. You know, I just think at least one month of, of focus on trying to, to flatten the curve would have been a lot more effective. And they just seem to have no ability to 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 sacrifice that you know the mighty dollar is more important than a human life you know and uh, that'll be on him uh and uh, that's my opinion that'll be on him 
he keeps making comparisons to the flu, but the flu does not overwhelm health systems. I mean, it does put pressure on health systems, but it does not overwhelm health systems. Car accidents don't overwhelm systems. The only car accident that overwhelms a health system is the car accident that is the Donald Trump presidency. Can we please just admit that? Uh, You'll have to watch the press conference yesterday, the absolute nonsense he was talking about. Plus, he keeps pushing hydrochloroquine and Zithromax combination as a potential treatment, which 100% it is a potential treatment, but there has been no proper testing done on that. There will be shortly, and we will know for sure, but he's putting it out there as if it's the, the, the be-all and end-all cure. Like He's basically convinced that you know soon it won't be a big deal because we'll have the treatments for it, which is fine when we know. But right now, it's just a gamble, which is what Donald Trump does. He stands up there and he's like, I just got a good feeling about it, you know? And then Sean Hannity goes on Fox News and he's like, there's a guy in Florida that was, you know, he said goodbye to his family. He was about to die. Then he took the drug and he was fine. Oh, so some guy in Florida in the New York Post and we're going to base a whole, a whole, uh, a whole strategy, a whole health strategy, public health strategy for 350 million people on this guy from Florida who we don't even know if it was the drug or maybe he just recovered. We don't even know that, but they're just pushing that. And it might be the drug, but it's a fucking gamble. You have no idea yet, you know? And if we if we did that with every mumbo, you know, that's like these people that are like, uh, you know, oh, my grandfather, my grandfather had cancer and then he just started eating vegetables and then he was fine. It's like, really? Show me the evidence. Show me all the show me all the scans. Show me all the stuff. Because it's total fucking bullshit. And Trump is an anti vaxxer. That's the whole thing. Now he's a fucking medical expert. You know, watch his speech. When he's actually, I think he was running. He wasn't even present yet. And he's like, this big, beautiful baby, beautiful baby. Then like a big, a big, a big needle, like a horse, like a horse. And, and they shoved it into his body. And then he was autistic. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not saying we don't vaccinate. I'm just saying not all three at the one time. Not all three at the one time. That's what I'm saying. Huh? I'm an expert now. You know, all my companies have gone bankrupt. I've really been an unsuccessful businessman, but I've managed to con the whole fucking world into thinking I'm a successful businessman because I'm a successful con man. That's what I am. And now, suddenly, at a time where being a con man is more dangerous than it's ever been in the history of humanity, this motherfucker still thinks he can con the world on a public health crisis. The whole fucking planet is self-isolating. And this guy's like, nah, it's a little too far. Yeah, I don't like the stock market going down because I'm worried about the re-election. And I don't really care about the American people. All I care about is how it pertains to my ego because I'm the deepest and darkest narcissist we've had in the world since Adolf Hitler. And I'm not comparing Trump to Hitler in terms of the horrific shit that Hitler did. I'm comparing it in terms of the deep, deep narcissism that drove some of that fucking ridiculously horrible behavior. God, I just don't even know why I talk about this guy. Why do I talk about him? Because it just puts me in a bad mood. You know when you're in a relationship and somebody says, let's not talk about this now because it's just going to put us in a bad mood. And like, no, I need to, we need to talk about this right now. And then 15 minutes later, like, we didn't have to fucking talk about this now. Now we fucking hate each other. Well, that's where I feel about Donald Trump. But I'll talk about it a bit more tomorrow because I just don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to tarnish this episode with my, my rants about Trump. Oh, God. This is a great episode with Joanne McNally. Let's just get into it. Stop. I have to stop myself. I have to stop myself. Um... So we'll chat about that tomorrow. How about that? So for now, here's me and Joanne. And uh, I'm not even going to talk to you at the end of the app. I'll just use the end of the app to say goodbye, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Don't forget, subscribe. Five stars on iTunes. At Des Bishop on Instagram. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks for your comments. More comments always 
If you listen on iTunes, if you listen on Spotify, take a screenshot, put it up on Instagram. Chat to you guys tomorrow. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey. All right, Joanne, we're back. We're back. We're back in, in, uh, in Quarantineville here. Quarantina. How's your isolation going? Well, you know, my isolation is, is fine, really, to be honest. I, I can't, you know, I can't really complain. I've got a nice, I've got a nice setup. And, uh, you know, I, 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 the only difference between here and Ireland is I'm not with my brother Aiden, you know? Poor Aiden. No, Aiden has a girlfriend. Oh, yeah, he'd be grand. This is the time me and you were saying we should have got married and had kids. Not together, but to other people. Sorry, yeah, well, we were having that chat. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you feel that, and then other times you don't, you know? Yeah, I'd be, I'd like a bit of like, I'd like someone to kind of share the stress of this. Also, I'd like a second income. That would be ideal. If I had a husband who had a job, it would be great. <sighs> yeah, but the thing is that he wouldn't be able to go out and work, most yeah, likely. So you'd be stuck at home. You'd oh be my stuck house- at home to- together right now. Ah, yeah, but like you put them in separate rooms. All my housemates are still working. I'm the only one not working. They're going to the office? No, 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 no. They're all working from home. No, that's what I mean. They're at home. Yeah, but like the brands and all now are going to have to get really smart. That's why I was like, so, I mean, Jesus, if another comedian goes live on Instagram, I can't, I actually, I've had to switch that off, all those alerts off. I'm like, I can't, it's like one after the other after the, we're like thirsty for content and attention now. It's worse, we're worse than we've ever been before. Well, I mean, I, I think in fairness, people are just desperate to pass the time, you know? I know. I mean, I, I, I have been doing a ton more content, but I haven't been doing the lives. I find I'm not wild about lives. I'm not wild about live streams, you know? I know, because like, by the time you tune in and then you have to wait for ages, they're waiting for ages for everyone else to tune in and then they're just doing yoga and you're like, this is not interesting. Come on. Oh, yeah. Well, no. I mean, I, 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 I'm quick short snippets all the time and... It, it better be, I mean, obviously there are some people that follow you on Instagram that like your everyday life shit. And then there are some people that just want those quick hits of funny stuff. I try to get yeah. the balance right between quick hits of funny stuff and then also just sharing a little bit of like, you know, my everyday life, but never like oversharing to the point where yes. it's just like, what? I had a couple of uh, like production company types on going like, oh, is there anything you can make from your house on your own? And I'm like... No, not really. Like I'm just not that type of comic. Like I'm not well, going I can, to I can make attest sketches to, I on can, my own. I can attest that they should not do that with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Actually, I can't even say it takes us about thirty minutes every day to get the mic going. I'm having a clue. 
I know. And me and me and Katie and me and Steve, when we do this, it's like I call him. I'm like, are you ready? And we go. <laughs> <laughs> I have abilities. To, they are not in technology. My mother's more technologically savvy than I am. She was uh, Skype yeah. calling me the other night. I was I didn't know how to answer it. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, it's it, it's great that technology has really has really shown itself to be a pretty amazing because most of our media right now, well, like I'd say fifty percent to sixty percent of all news reports are going out through some sort of remote home situation. Yeah. Now, I would love to have I, I mean I have that capability to a certain degree, but I think that they they have like upgraded their systems. They've got good mics. They're getting pretty good sound and pretty decent quality image. Um, I almost feel like it's worth uh, it's worth the investment. I can see why these production companies are contacting you. You know, just like well, you they know, have to keep but- making stuff. They want to keep like making content. But oh my god, you just reminded me. Do you remember? I remember why he was at home. Do you remember that newsreader had to do a report from his own house, and his two babies came flying in on their little train machines and their little strollers? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, it was, the like, one, it was a one one baby, right? The guy, yeah, I remember that. He had so a Korean wife funny. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, other people I talk to, they're like, this is the best thing ever. I'm never going to leave the house again. Yeah, I mean, there are certain things that you are, there, there are certain, like actually, <laughs> I had this weird thought. Trump is obviously full of shit, but he has, he's really pushing the fact that hydrochloroquine and Zithromax are are going to be some sort of like miracle drug for stopping the progression of coronavirus, uh, which of course I don't believe. I think he's just guessing. At the same time, I did do a bit of research on where some of this info is coming from. And of course, there is a chance that this will be helpful. And then I thought, oh, fuck, what if they actually figure out a way to make society go back to normal when I've really just settled into this quite fun, doing nothing, fucking relaxed life? <laughs> I know it's like a holiday. When I go on a holiday, it takes me it takes me a while to kind of like dial it down. Do you know what I mean? To like take the foot off the gas. And then it takes you a while to get the gas up and running again. So, but I mean, this is going to go on. This could be a year. They're talking about so- social distancing for a year. Yeah, well, we'll I'll be see. re-virginized. I just, your hymens are growing back all over the world. Hymens are growing back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's that's the way it's been. Like there, uh, there's been reports of like you can the the water in Venice is clear. You can see the fish. Was that you that was saying that to me? Yeah, 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 yeah. So also hymens are returning. <laughs> hymens are returning. <laughs> yeah, like disgraceful. In saying that, I see the Dow is down 750 points anyway. Fuck it, whatever. But so, like once uh, it picks up, it's just gonna fire back up again. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the fish yeah, coming yeah. back into Venice is the most exciting thing ever. It just goes to show you how damaging we are. Yes, I know. I mean, we did discuss we did discuss that on the pod, right? That yeah, wasn't I just our so. own personal conversation. No, maybe Sometimes I forget if, if like, forget. we discussed it publicly or we discussed it amongst ourselves. I remember reading a, an article. I can't remember, again, if we discussed this publicly, but um, a, a couple of weeks ago, like, I was, like, laughing at everything that was going on. Do you remember in China, they were washing each other's hair with, like, selfie sticks? Like, the, the barbers were standing way away from them, washing them with sticks and stuff and i was oh, like i had i hadn't seen that it's very funny it ended up going viral like funny in the sense of like it just looked ridiculous um and as well there was a woman an italian journalist writing about dating in the time of corona and she was talking about turning up on a date wearing like a, you know a mask and all and i was there that's so ridiculous like would you not just hold off on the dates for a while but now you're like 
I have to, like, you have to keep that part of yourself going. Yeah, well, I mean, funnily enough, that is the topic of today's episode of The Shift. Um, So I'm actually planning on discussing all that with Katie, you know? I mean, I I, I personally think, without doubling up, uh, because I know that we have a lot of cross listeners, but just very quickly, I personally think that there has been, I would think that there's been an increase in, like, sexting and stuff like that. Yeah, but there is, like, I, I actually went back onto Tinder out of pure and utter boredom. And uh, to be honest, you're like, what do you talk about? How are you getting on? How are you getting on? Corona, 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 Corona. Like, there's no sexy chat. No, no but that's with strangers, you know? I'm not you even in the mood back. to have you gotta sex go into, myself. No, but I think you got to go into the back catalog, you know? I think, yes. I think this is a good time to go into the back catalog and be like, hey, how are you? Long time no see. Show us so, your back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, you're dead right. Actually, totally, me and my housemate uh, were talking, we were saying like, there's been a lot of check-ins. Now she gets it more than I do because people, men want to look after her. Men don't really want to look after me. I don't give off that vibe. Yeah, but she's also been active. She's 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 an active participant in this more she than is. you, I feel, personally. She is, she is. But she So she's getting a lot of those like check-ins from lads. How are you? She's one guy went like, it was so bizarre. He's actually an Irish guy. I was ashamed. Um, Straight in, like, do you need anything? Like, they matched on Tinder. And he's like, do you need anything? I can drop something around. She's like, no, you're grand. Like, how are you feeling? How are you coping? I'm really worried about you. They've never even met. Wow, he's playing, like, the I care about you card. Yeah, but he really overplays. You know what he, you know what he wants to drop off. Of course. A load. <laughs> it's load. Woo! <laughs> but anyway, anyway, I don't like killing topics, but I, I that is literally... The conversation that I'll be having with Katie later, so I know that we have a lot of uh, a lot of cross listenership. So I don't want to be uh, I don't want to be doubling up. Even though our last episode was called Two Meter Tinder. Uh, well, that was I'm dead inside romantically now. Anyway, so this is just this is just I was kind of playing with getting back into the game, and now that's obviously not going to happen. So I'll just I'll just no. You got to focus on you got to focus on work, Joanne, which I did think would be maybe fun to do today personally just because we've talked a lot about the the coronavirus in general and there will be plenty more conversations since so the two things i thought we'd talk about today is one very quickly about the insane scenes from ireland of pictures of like mobs of people in hoth and malahide as our final coronavirus chat and then as a complete break from coronavirus perhaps we would try to tease out one or two ideas that you've been uh, messing around with yeah sure I but was first, did to, you see um, these? Did you see these images of of Hoth and Malahide and all this? I know, yeah, it's crazy. Like this is the thing: we're not, we're, we're like, we're not equipped for this. We've never been through this before. We don't understand. Like, and you think as well, we also have this habit of judging other people for shit we do ourselves. So, like, the same way as I look at people smoking, I'm like, that's disgusting. But when I do it, I think it's chic and cool. So, like, when you go walking. I'm like today I was walking out in Clapham Common in London and they had these kind of outside gyms set up and one of them yes. was full of men full of men full, like they were obviously like a little CrossFit group or whatever all on top of each other using the machines blah 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 and I was like what are you doing like people just don't get it also I would like to say in the UK Boris is going mad because a lot of the people here are nipping off to like Skegness to their country retreat. And he's like, you can't do that. That's so stupid. You're going to put like pressure on the medical services up there. If there's an yes. ambulance. Um, but I'm like, Jesus, if I had a country retreat, it's the first thing I do. Look, look, you did it. It's the first thing I do. Like people are getting pissy with people for not understanding. They just don't understand. 
But there is a bit of resentment. Out, there is resentment out here for the New Yorkers that are just piling out. Now, in my defense, and this is, this is just uh, temporary to me, I came from Ireland straight out to here. So I only brought the Irish disease, which is way, way less than New York City right now. New York City yeah. is, is really one of the worst spots in the world right now. So I, I, I feel a, a little bit better about that. But at the same time, it is the same thing. Like, this is my, my summer house, and I've come out here, you know, and this place, you know, this place is equipped to deal with a surge of people in the summer, but it's not equipped to deal with a surge of people in March who possibly will end up using the health service. So I can understand how people would have some resentment. I mean, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fair enough. But then on the flip side, it's like, yes... It's annoying, but your property taxes are way lower. You know, like, you know, all these summer houses pay full property taxes if you're a full-time resident. So all their children's go to these schools, you know, like, so there's like pros and cons, but I, I completely do not dismiss the fact that they're like, Hey, fuck you stay where you normally live and keep your yeah. disease there, you know? Yeah. Which is what they're doing. And also would you go out walking? Like if you're a family or whatever, like you're going to be on top of each other. Like I'm, I don't know. I just, I see the pictures and yes, I think, oh my God, they're ridiculous. But in those people's minds, they don't think they're doing a wrong thing. What will happen is we'll go into lockdown and no one will be able to leave the house and that'll be the end of it because we're not capable well, of making these ha- decisions Well, they're going to have to because it turns out people aren't able to adhere to the restrictions, you know? So obviously going for a walk keeping safe social distance is totally fine. The problem is that everybody wants to do it in a beautiful spot. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you suddenly yeah, yeah. get 30% of Dublin's population in four areas and it's impossible to keep social distance. Yeah, you know? of course. So Everyone's it's all well and good to go for other. a walk around the go for a walk around your own street you know you can you can keep your safe distance but you can't all walk on Dunleary Pier at the same time. It's just yeah, going to be course. mobbed. But 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 more more importantly when you're outside a chipper and the, the the chipper's trying to do the right thing, only letting one group in at a time. The the chipper is also responsible for the fact if he ends up with forty to fifty people in a queue going all the way up the street, all on top of each other, it's up to him to say, "I'm sorry, guys, there can only be ten people in this queue. Yeah, come I back know. later." I mean, but and everyone's just trying. To, he, of course, because he's trying to make money. Because he's like, "When am I ever going to make money again?" A hundred percent. It's the not our decision. Is, it can't be our decision. Ha- the decision has to be taken away from us for it to work. Yeah, because people keep forgetting that, like. Even though the Irish cases aren't going up by that much right now, like like it's leveled off a little bit in terms of increases, the truth is that on that queue of 50 people, I mean, it looked like there was like at least 50 people in that queue. On that queue of 50 people, odds on one person had it, and now probably four people have it as a result of that crew at the queue, and those four people are going to give it to another four people, and there's 40 to 50 new cases just from that queue alone. That's the whole yeah. idea behind this, you know? I know, yeah. So it, it is it is unfortunate. But what are you gonna do? Like at times you have to take risks. I went to the supermarket yesterday, it's restricted, six you know, six feet apart, uh, limited amount of people in the supermarket. I queued up outside, then I got into the supermarket, everybody social distance, but it's still a risk, you know, you're still touching things that may have just been stocked, you know. there's just there's certain risks when you go out. So and it you, can live meant- on things, it lives on things, it lives on surfaces and it lives on paper and it lives on your post and it's fucking everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 everywhere, you know. So it's everywhere. Anyway, I, I I do think it's hilarious though because like I saw somebody on Instagram and they were complaining. They were like, because they live in Malahide, right? So they were like, I went to the beach today and there's people everywhere. And I was walking around and I was like, we ever fuck off? And it's like, well, you're on the fucking beach. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. You're on the fucking beach too, and I I, I get it, you know. We're but so. That's why I came here. The fucked up thing about out here is that this beach is private. It's so, we are so wired to look at what other people are doing wrong and we are so blind to what we ourselves do, rightly or wrongly. We're so blind to ourselves. 
Well, the idea the idea was meant to be that you, you if you go to a park and it's too busy, you go somewhere else. But nobody pays attention to that. They no, just, and of course, and what's happening is because Boris yesterday was like, look. If you can't behave yourselves, if you can't make these decisions yourselves, I'm going to lock you down in the next 24 hours. So, of course, everyone's like, oh, right, well, fuck, we're going to be locked down the next 24 hours. Everyone's gone out because they're like, right, well, this is the last day we can go out. There's no winning. There's There's no no winning. winning. Well, Boris really, you know, whatever. We we fucking repeat ourselves. But he really fucked up because he was too blasé for, you know, for too long. Yeah. And Trump is even worse. Trump is now basically saying, like, the cure is worse than the disease. So, basically, in two weeks' time, no matter what the situation is, we're all going to go out and fucking get back to normal, you know? Because he's worried about getting reelected. He doesn't give a fuck about humanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he could get her. She's prime. Prime for the picking. Yeah, although, in fairness, he's been lucky. He's been around it twice already, and he hasn't got it. Really? Yeah, he's had he's had direct contact twice, and he didn't self isolate either. Everybody else that has contact with a confirmed case isolates. He didn't isolate. He did that twice. Of course, he fucking didn't. Yeah, twice. I fucking Mar-a-Lago had to shut. They had loads of cases, you know. Mm, interesting. And then and then Romney Romney self isolated because Rand Paul, the senator, had it. So Romney had contact with Rand Paul recently. So Romney self isolated, and then you saw what Trump did yesterday, right? What did he do? He goes, Fill me so in. they said four uh, senators have isolated as a result of uh, Rand Paul, blah, 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 and Senator Mitt Romney. And Trump goes, oh, Mitt Romney's self-isolating? Jeez, oh, that's a that's a pity because he hates Mitt Romney. <laughs> like at a public press conference oh in front God. of the whole nation. The nation is worried about people dying. He's a little he's bitch. Like, yeah, yeah, and he's like, he's like, oh, that's a, um, you know, like obviously I'm delighted Mitt Romney got it. Fucking, I hate that guy. You know what I mean? So, it's so sick. Juvenile. Oh my god, in insane, bro. These people are fucking insane. You know? Yeah, there's a couple of people I wouldn't mind getting it now, to be honest. But I'll probably end up getting it myself. So, anyway, let's talk about something else. Can't keep talking okay. about coronavirus. So, uh, okay, all right. So, okay. listen, um, so. Like, honestly, I have been just focusing more on silly videos. I have not been writing any material yet because I'm in the middle of a new show. Like, I just did that, you know? I just... Yes. I'm really, like, not even... I'm not even halfway through a a new show. I'm probably in the first quarter of a run of the show about my mom. So I haven't really been focusing too much on, on like, writing jokes. I've just been messing around about the situation that we're in. But you, on the other hand, you have been at a period of writing stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was actually... I was talking to um, Sean Walsh today. We were... We've been chatting on the phone about some ideas. And he was like, have you ever done a stand-up show about your adoption? And I was like, no. Like, I did one. What are you talking about? You did the show PJ? No, that was years ago. So that was called Separated at Birth. And it, was, it wasn't really a stand-up. Well, it was a comedy show. But I was, it was like the second show I'd ever. It was my first. I went from being in a cast then to a two-man with PJ and then went out on my own. But like, now I'd be, I'm you know I'm a better writer like I've been kind of doing it for a length of time so at the time like I remember Una the director was like PJ really carried that show because I wasn't comfortable in telling my stories or I didn't I didn't know where the comedy was do you know what I mean I was he was also he was I feel like he was a little further on that journey too right yes like well, I was in the sense that my- you were a little fresh with this thing with your mom and the fake mom and yeah <laughs> the fake mom oh my god you remember about the fake mom course you told me on my podcast you told me on this podcast <laughs> oh so funny um anyway sean was like i think you should write a stand-up show. now, now it'd be very edinburgh-y but yes that's that's very themed very themed and my thing now is like that from now like edinburgh probably won't happen this year hopefully it won't happen fingers crossed it doesn't happen so it, i won't have to write another kind of themed arc show for another year so i'm like yeah i will do that but 
kind of like writing stuff for the clubs. Problem with writing stuff for the clubs is you can't test it now. So you're better off probably trying to write like a themed show. So I think I'm going to write, I'm going to do an hour on adoption. Well, I mean, I definitely think that that's good to do anyway, especially now that you have time, you know? Yeah. And even if Edinburgh happens, it's not a waste of time because like, like I'll give you an example. Like my dad was Neely James Bond, that show. Yeah. You know, I had written at least three different times, like summaries and proposals for a show or a book or, or, or like more like a serious show about my dad's insane childhood versus the life that he gave us based around the fact that he once had an audition for James Bond but regretted not being an actor in my lifetime because he wanted a stable life for us. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, he also hid from us this horrible childhood that he had. So, but I could never figure out like what the arc was of that show, you know? It was yeah. just like a thing... That I would, I remember mentioning it once to the pajama men, being like, I have this idea. And they were like, Yeah, it's a little heavy, you know. And then when my dad got sick, one day I was sitting down, I was writing a couple of jokes about dealing with my dad's illness. And then the whole thing just, just like, like revealed itself to me, like a, like, you yeah. know, like, like an apparition of the Virgin Mary. It was like, This is the thing. And, you know, it, and it became a great show. But, you know, it, it wouldn't have happened that way only for I had this stuff in the can. So even if, you don't do a show about your adoption for two years. It's definitely a good exercise to do right now. Yeah, and I've touched on it. Like I've done little gags here and there in the in in bigger parts of the show. The only thing is, it's kind of a weird one because my birth mother has asked me not to speak about her. So I like, and that was obviously a huge chunk of the story. So I can't talk about that at all. Um, my birth father's all about it. Actually, he's just fo- started following me on Instagram. So he wouldn't give a shit. Uh, but it's more, I think, what, what, uh, the stuff that I like writing about is the kind of nature versus nurture side of things. So like, what parts of you do you inherit? Like, what parts of you yes. are born into you and what parts of you are learnt? So say when I was a yeah. child, there was some things I was really shit at, like maths. I just wasn't good at maths. I don't, I struggle. Like, it's the same, that part of your brain is the same reason I don't know how to use, I didn't know how to set up that mic before we started this podcast. Like, there's some kind of just like there's some there's something not quite screwed in there when it comes to like machines technology numbers i'm 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 you never got diagnosed with anything though right no no i did get tested for adhd but i didn't have it i'm i'm very airy fairy i have a very short attention span i don't like getting into things do you know what i mean i don't like kind of like ugh. When you're like plugging in there, I was like, oh, fuck it. Let's just leave it. Like, I just don't like getting into things. But yes. then in another way. Well, that's probably, that's probably more like, uh, you know, ADHD. Potentially. But then, in a, in a, but then no, because I do, I can concentrate on stuff that I like. It's just the shit that well, I Well, anyway, like. yeah. But anyway, in terms of go on with the, but then how that o- fits into nature versus nurture. Yeah. But then there was another part of me when I was young, I was really, really good at spelling. Like, so I could spell stuff. I don't know. It, it was like, I, even as a child, I was like, hmm, I inherited that. Like, I always knew I was adopted. So I was like, I think I got that from somebody. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was a little like, I was like, I'm shit at maths. I'm good at spelling. And in my family, they were the other way around. Like, so my dad was amazing at maths. My brother's an accountant. Um, so they were all like real, we were so opposite that I was like, that feels like something I inherited. That kind of stuff fascinates me. Yeah, what did, I think that's, What did you get? What did you learn? Yeah, well, I mean, that's a great area to go down because mm. you have this reason to get into it, but then there's also just 
so much information to research that can then influence your jokes like studies of twins you know they, they, yeah. they've done tw- studies of twins that have been separated and the different lives that they've had and I can't speak with any authority on it but I know for sure that if I sat down and wanted to get into writing a show about the fucking nature versus nurture I would love to sink my teeth into the jokes that go with that you know yeah 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 like you and Aiden are the spits of each other and like that's yeah but not that's nec- for you guys it's not to us yeah, but you know you are. Like you must you have to believe people when no, they yeah, tell but, you. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we have the we have the brother similarities. You yeah, know? you're so like, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but anyway, just in terms of your scenario though, I mean, I like that it's such an interesting topic to to dig into immediately. And it's the hard, nature it, versus nurture. It's like mixing paint. Like say you mix two colors of paint. It's like trying to separate those colors again. It's it's almost impossible. But there's certain that You'd, so you'd be kind of going down like a pop psychology route, which I love a bit of pop psychology. Yeah, well, love you should do it. it for sure. But the great thing is that you can personalize it in terms of your own story. Yes, exactly. Now, have yeah. you? By the way, have you ha- have you have you gone into this at all yet, jokes wise? No, I did have a couple of jokes just about being adopted and recycling and all that shit. But no, I haven't. No, because it's you kind of what you'd have to do with the, a show like that. I think is write it and then go back and gag it up so that you're not like it's an interesting what's what's nice about it is it's an interesting topic so yes. pe- people would probably like to listen to it anyway and then your job as a comic is to make it funny so if you kind of write it all out and looking at again like like what you were saying yeah well studies, let's let's, let's bang twins. out a couple of potential headlines on the you know like because i always break down you know my shows into like you know potential areas or whatever so let's yeah let's just quickly let's just quickly break okay. down potential areas right so number one would be realizing you're adopted right there has to be some jokes on being whatever four years old or beginning the beginning of your memory and then how soon you had memory did you know that you were adopted so there has to be some jokes there right yeah well i always knew so that my mom made it into a bedtime story so she was like you were loved too much that was the thing i was loved so much i was given away she was like your birth parents loved you so much they loved you too much and they knew they couldn't give you what you deserve because you were so loved so they gave you to us to love you more Right. So I never. I mean, there's definitely there's definitely some jokes in that. I never felt. Sometimes people are like, "Oh, adopted people feel abandoned." I was like, thought I was really special. Like, like I had like I thought I was a really special child. I thought adoption made me special, not rejected. Right. That's nice. But you know that. I mean, also again, I I feel that there will definitely be jokes there. But then also on a deeper level, that goes into you can look into some studies about how early you should tell kids they're adopted and if you tell them earlier will that actually you know like like you'd be curious to see how, how much your experience ties into like science and studies in terms of you know you feeling loved yeah you know because 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 it is it is really interesting if if because so much about so much about who we are is narratives right it is stories you know yeah. part of our identity is you know sort of t- you know tying into a story like religion is a story right so like you're your mother was smart enough to give you a story very early on, which suggested that you're 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 you're, you're more than loved because you're you're adopted. So yes, I'd be curious to look into that. There's good. There's got to be some good jokes in that. Plus, also that meaningful, you know, content of a show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, also, I used to there was jokes about the fact that you don't pay for adopted kids. So like when my when my mom. Um, adopted the dog there was actually more follow up as in like they came out and checked the house and my mum had to pay a voluntary contribution when she adopted the dog from the pound but kids you don't pay a penny for them you just get them for free <laughs> yeah yeah, and they don't have to get licensed either 
Yeah, the doctor got licensed. Did you have your shots by the time your mother got you? <laughs> <laughs> Did, had you been just, dewormed by the time that you were, your mother got you? <laughs> they just hand you, isn't it mad? They just hand you over. Yeah, and and <laughs> when you when you when you grew into fruition, was your mother like we thought her coat was going to be blonde, but she's actually she's <laughs> <laughs> like like disappointed, like she's not. We were told she was purebred Irish, but there's, yeah, there's something else so in her. Mongrelly. <laughs> um, so there's yeah. a lot, there's so much. I mean, obviously, I don't know if that's funny or not, but like you just allow yourself the freedom to just to just take down all these different, you know. You know, you sort of like throw the idea on the page and then it splatters and one or two of those splatters will actually be good jokes, but you might as well explore all the splatters. You just never know which one is funny, you know? Babies and dogs, the comparison like shop, or adopt, don't shop, applying that to a child is funny. Adopt, don't shop? Yeah. I'm right. Coincidentally enough, there's an ad on the TV. I have the TV on silent because I'm like also watching all this horrible news flashing on screen. But right now, the commercial on TV is for the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Like, I'm not even joking. It's just a (laughs) total coincidence. Now they're asking, in Ireland as well, they're asking people to adopt the dogs from the the, uh, foster homes or whatever because they can't be looking after them in there anymore. So a lot of friends of mine have adopted dogs. They're fostering dogs. Oh my God. I would love that right now. I I would love to foster a dog right now. I'm dying to do it. I'm, yeah. I'm not even joking. I actually looked up getting, I actually thought, you know what? I'm going to get a small dog. Fuck it. I, yeah, I've always wanted to have a dog. I travel too much, but I thought in this crazy crisis time, you make these weird decisions. And I was like, fuck it. I'm getting a small dog and I'll get all the, 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 the nonsensical things that people do to get support so that they can travel with their dog. And I'm just mm. getting a dog and that's it. Yeah. Get a dog. Yeah, I know, but it is really inconvenient in terms of traveling. But fostering a dog right now would be my absolute ideal scenario. Yeah, I want to foster have, a dog really bad. The beach, you'd be, you'd have the company of the dog. Oh my god, I'm gonna look. I, I mean, I, I wanted to do that anyway, and I, I, I think I tried to look into it, but it just kept coming up to get a dog. I couldn't find a way to get a dog temporarily. I got anyway. every every day when I walk through Clapham Common on my way to wherever I'm going, whatever coffee shop I'm working in, and I pass these people and they're like dog walkers, and I'm like, "There's I have this fantasy, like I've loads of fantasies. I've this fantasy of like just jacking it all in, just walking dogs." But then you're like, "You'd probably be bored off your tits. Who knows?" But dogs are great company, and because they're obsessed with you, they love you unconditionally. Get a dog, Joanne. I I know this is terrible, but I just I just got this paranoia. Is your your timer is still clicking along there, right? Yeah, I'm at 29.59. Bro, okay, great, sorry. <laughs> just like, suddenly I was just like, I just need to check. This is a good conversation. And I got paranoid of, uh, of, no, you're of right losing it. You're right to check. Okay, so, so, okay, so the, the first time I realized I, I was adopted. Okay, so now maybe another topic is the first time kids and other people in my life realized I was adopted and how people react to that. Yeah, so I originally thought everyone was adopted. Because that was made into such a normal story for me that then, and I have done material on this before. Basically, when my aunt had her baby, I thought she had to have her own baby physically because she was from Kildare. I thought that everyone from Dublin adopted. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, like country people had their own kids, like farmers, yeah. but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, <laughs> yeah. That it was like the civilized Dublin thing to do and that like everyone, you know, when you're a child, you don't understand. And like everyone else where they're having their kids in hedge schools down the country. <laughs> so they make their own kids down the country, but here we just buy them in a shop. Yeah, like we're too, we're too classy to like physically have to have our own. Like, do you know what I mean? It's a bit backward. So that's what I thought. And uh, so then when I went to school and I realized no one else 
no one else in my class was adopted. And then I realized then there was like social kudos to being adopted because I would people were interested in it and of course it was of no interest to me so when I realized they were interested in it I have this really strong memory of standing um in my school yard my in primary school against the railings and I was kind of risen because I was standing on some sort of ledge and there was a group of girls around me and I was telling them it was basically my first one woman show I was telling them that my pair I used to make up like these extravagant ways that my birth parents had been killed, even though I had no idea what happened to them. Um, oh, so they were, you started making up stories about your past? Yeah, that they'd been killed in a plane crash. Like I was basically just loving the attention. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I was just making up these fantastical stories. I realized like people were interested in hearing about it, so I was milking the shit out of it. But that's great because yeah. they can't verify it because you don't know. And they, they, if you don't know, they don't know. <laughs> yeah, we, bloody... were like, we were like nine. <laughs> Nine and if a plane crash just feel felt like the most dramatic way to go. I still think it's a pretty dramatic and the kids, way to kids go. would never know to ask like which sorry which plane crash because there hasn't yeah. been that many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like and why as a child you weren't on the plane with them like all the questions that you'd ask as an adult. But at the time they were just like hanging on to them, which was great storytelling, basically old school lying. Um, and then I guess uh, before you get into the obvious stuff about when you're older and you start looking for your birth parents and stuff. Uh, there must be some humor in, I guess, going through the thinking of your your parents. Like, I, like there must be some jokes about, you know, your mother, like being concerned that you know maybe your maybe your birth parents were like problematic or you know like there must be some humor in sort of like the judgments that would come from your own parents about what 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 did they get? <laughs> well, know, like, I, I know that there was at the time there was other children offered with kind of medical conditions and my mum wasn't against adopting a child with a medical condition at all but she was just like I need to know what it is do you know that way um right. but yeah no they were so oh, like my parents were so cool about it like they were always like look you're adopted you're too loved that's the problem you're too fucking lovable so everyone had to hand you up but if you ever want to go and find them we'll support you 100 like i had a very happy there's no drama yes. there with us yeah. No, no, no. I was just thinking of jokes in terms of like your own parents sort of like, like what, would, like, so this is just comedy. This is a straight up comedy exercise right now. Yeah. What would be, what would be the thought, you know, you're going, you're going shopping for a child, <laughs> you know, like what is the yeah. thinking at the time? You know, I, have you ever asked your mother that? Like, what was her thinking or like? They try, apparently they try to make you, they try to match you up. So I did material about that. Like, so mom was saying like, they do try and match up babies with the parents they're going to physically I guess because at the time because back in the day now it's all cool to adopt kids but back in the day you probably wouldn't necessarily want people to know you'd adopt a child straight away it was maybe your information to tell if and when you wanted to so like I don't know now I don't have the data but there probably wasn't a lot of like black families adopting white kids and white kids adopting black kids or white families adopting black kids people were probably staying in their own um, race yes. and ethnicity maybe not I don't know but I think but in that Ireland that wouldn't have been 80s. that much of a deal anyway huh I wouldn't have thought in Ireland back then that wouldn't have been an issue anyway I mean most I, I'm assuming most Irish parents were adopting Irish kids yeah 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 of course there was no black kids to adopt really in the 80s yeah yeah, yeah. but yes yeah, you no, want I was a just, child I, that looks like you wouldn't you and you'd want a child that is like you but then she doesn't seem to care but then she got me and she was like I didn't know what to do with you because you were just like a little thirsty attention-seeking child basically. and you don't happen to know if there's any like did, did, did your 
did your parents have any idea about the 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 birth parents? No, no, no. They don't know anything. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing, nothing at all. No, nah, nothing. You come with the pamphlet. So you it's can't like, you can't put in a request like, listen, we we'd like, you know, maybe that the birth parents are are calm. You know, no, 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 people. nothing, <laughs> nothing. At the time, like they were just so delighted to get a baby. Like they were waiting years to get babies. Like I think they waited a couple of years to get my brother Connor, and then they were waiting another five years to get me. So at the t- you're just so delighted to get a baby. You're like, I'll take whatever. Give me that dud over there in the corner. I'll take that dud. <laughs> they were just thrilled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I get. It. I was just thinking. I was, I was thinking it more in terms of like non-reality comedy purposes of sort of just doing a bit of comedy on what was going through your parents' head, you know. But that's just for future. Just because we're we're not just talking about your adoption here. We're trying to workshop a show. Yeah. So I'd say that they were like. I must ask her actually This is the thing Like I only have the story I haven't spoken to my mum About this in so long I'd love to like Pick her brain about it yeah, be a ni- It's a nice revisit In your in your adulthood Your maturity Your change as a human being It is a nice revisit You know Yeah it is Yeah Do you know any adopted people? I know tons of adopted people Irish or American? Well mostly Irish Only because I just know A lot more Irish people I don't know that many American people, you know. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's a couple of comedians over here that are adopted that I've gotten to know recently. But of course, I mean, obviously, I know I I I I know PJ. I I know a fair few. You know, when you when you're in addiction, in the world of addiction, you, you come across a lot of adopted people. A higher you percentage, you know, a higher percentage than is represented in society. I can assure you. Yeah, you do. You do. Like people have this weird idea. Like I remember my mom was saying that this um, nurse in the hospital once she had me and my brother down. And they were like, the nurse was like, oh, is this, the, this is Connor and Joanne? She's like, yeah. And she's like, oh, I'm surprised. And my mum was like, why? And she was like, well, they're very attractive for adopted children. Like that all adopted kids looked like little gremlins or whatever. People just have these weird ideas about adopted kids. When my leaving cert, during my leaving cert, the school went on fire in the middle of the geography exam. And we all had to be evacuated. Thank God, because I'd studied, you know, where you study like 50% of the syllabus. I'd done the wrong 50%. So I opened the paper and I was like, fuck. Oh, I'm, right. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. yeah. This. <laughs> like I'd done waterfalls and actually what came up were like, whatever, like whatever, whatever. The lava. I don't fucking know. So anyway, I was like, oh shit. No, the smoke started coming into the school. And I was like, thank God we were all evacuated. And um, I was chatting to this guy outside and he was like, oh, apparently it was a pyromaniac junior cert student to set the school on fire. And I was like, oh my God, wow. And he was like, yeah, he's adopted. As if like all adopted children are pyromaniacs. It, yeah. yeah. But like then again, <laughs> then again, you do look at a lot of it. There is a, there is a psychology to, to, to being adopted. Like, I mean, it's not a coincidence that a lot of comedians are adopted. I don't think. Yes, it has a and, knock-on and people effect. In a, you know that people, yeah, people have different reactions to it. You know, yeah, it does have a knock-on effect. And no more than trying to like unmix mixed paint, you don't know what parts of you would have rolled that way, whether you weren't adopted or not. You, you'll never know. But there does seem to be a correlation between addiction and the arts. <laughs> addiction yeah. comedy basically. no i mean all that see that's why it's such a good topic you know and such it, and, and and you have the you have the the past to talk about it you know you have the permission to talk about it because you're yeah. you're, you're, you're 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 jumping always jumping off experiences of your own life and then expanding it out to a to a more general conversation you know yeah 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 yeah, it's fascinating. So it's it's like a giant episode of sliding doors. I had a, I had a whole other name. I was I was christened uh, Caroline. No, Katrina. Oh, that's right. You learned that when you you with the birth mom, right? Yeah, Katrina. I was like, oh, yeah, I could have pulled off Katrina. Katrina's a nice name, but it's so bizarre. It's like a whole 
who, yeah, I don't know, it's just weird. You could. Do, have you ever? Have time. you have you encountered much? Just before we get into your your actual birth mom, have you encountered much uh, people that like see similarities between you and your own your parents? Just because they 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 they're oh yeah, like when we were younger, I mum said she'd bring us out and they'd be like, Jesus Patricia, she's the image of you, like, and I I look nothing like her. Like, or one time me and my brother, like, Connor is completely opposite to me. Like, I'm so white, I'm translucent. Connor's quite tanned. He's got dark eyes, dark hair. I've got blonde hair, blue eyes, and um, we went and got a sketch done of us as children on holidays in France. And your man drew us, knowing we were siblings, and sure we look like twins. (laughs) <laughs> so people make there's a mental there's a mental leap that people make there's an assumption that people make and I'm sure I've done it myself like I, I have a friend a, go on sorry I was gonna say I have a friend she's um she's half Indian her dad is Indian her mom is Irish right yeah but her her mom had a, a, a daughter before she she was with the the dad you know and they they the the the, the, the my friend's parents met they got married They've they've had a few kids, but the oldest is not Indian. The dad isn't Indian. Yeah, and she was telling me that they were out one time, her and her sister, and uh, somebody was like, "Oh, I can really see the Indian in you, but not in you." And she was she was talking about the one that's not Indian at all. She was she saw more Indian in her, even though she's a hundred percent Irish. Yeah, it's bias. It's just bias because you make assumptions, and it's you just have a personal bias about things. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so but, and then the next, obviously, the main then the part of the show is the the birth parent thing. Now you don't have to, you don't have to tell us the story about how you thought you had found your mom because they can just go back to the into you know you 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 talked about that so well on a previous episode of this podcast. But just in terms of the show, where you know, like first of all, where are the jokes in the moment where you decide actually I want to know who my birth mother is? So then the jokes are like, who am I? Like, why do I do this? And why do I do that? And why don't I do this? And why don't I do that? Because it's a curiosity about yourself, basically. You're trying to find a link for yourself, like a connection between you and the world. Were there ever things that became absolutely clear to you that it was uh, nurture was definitely what made you? Obviously, your accent and stuff like that, that comes from your upbringing. You can't change that, right? Mm. But was there ever things that we, other than the maths thing, was there other things that you were just like, holy shit, this is really from my, from my nature, not from my upbringing? Uh, yeah, like the stage stuff, the performer stuff. That's that was that was in me. That arrived. That I arrived with that in me. But did you then find out that 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 there was uh, some evidence of that from the previous generation, or because it's hard to know if that's like nature or if that's part of the whatever Adoption. subconscious thing goes on in your your psyche because you're adopted. So my birth parents are fairly regular. Like, so she just kind of has a nine to five job, and he's um, an electrician. And when I first met them, I was like, what, where, like, what about the kind of performer stuff and the writing stuff? And they were like, nah, no, 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 no. Like, anyway, one, two, skip a few. One of my best mates, Nora, she comes from a very uh, theatrical family. Like her dad uh, manages the gaiety or managed the gaiety, that venue in Ireland. And her mum's an actor and her sister's an actor. And Nora's an exceptional writer. She's so good. And uh, Nora actually came with me to meet my birth mum for the first time. So that's how close we are. Anyway, 
we were there living our lives. I was slightly disappointed that I I didn't, you know, see the blueprint that I had envisioned for myself. Yes. I, I mean, my, my wet dream was that Twink was my mother. That was what I was working towards. Or like Linda Martin. Like, that's what I wanted, right? Yes. And um, so when I was met with very, just, just a normal, normal people. And I was like, oh. And then it turned out. So anyway, me and my birth mother added each other on Facebook because, you know modern life and she asked me how I knew Nora's mother because me and Nora's mother are also friends on Facebook and I was like oh she's the mother of one of my best friends and my birth mother was like wow that's a massive coincidence because her granny and my granddad were actually cousins so it turns out I'm related to Nora so no way yes way I know the whole time your best friend is your cousin yes well she's not my she's like a second cousin like there's a but yeah we're blood related yeah (laughs) <laughs> so sorry yeah yeah i mean you're you're like third or fourth cousins but you yeah know, that's, that's so that's that distant no it's really not it's way like that's it's like it's a classic irish result you know that way so like um that so that kind of acting theater writing side is there it's just not in my you know birth parents directly or they didn't go down that route certainly yeah, but like yeah, my birth yeah. mother that did say that her dad used to write a lot i've heard of i've heard i've heard more insane coincidences than that, but I'm not going to share them on the podcast because <gasps> too many. There's probably too many markers that make it make it obvious. Who yeah, 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 yeah. You can tell me after, but uh, uh, but uh, I'll tell you after. Yeah, right. But uh, anyway, um, yeah. So so yes. So that's interesting. So that was like a magic moment where I was like, wow! Like it was. Yeah, it was pretty exciting. I rang her. I mean, there's probably there's probably some good jokes in sort of like doing jokes about what your ideal mom would have been you know it's like do you know what it's like a review like if you want if you want to find yourself in someone then you have to accept the shit parts of that person like you have to accept that maybe you are you have the shit parts of that person as well as the good parts so it's like reading a review if you if you believe the good ones you have to believe the bad ones do you know that kind of way yeah 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 exactly yeah so there's probably comedy in that there's definitely comedy in imagining what i wanted to come from versus what I found in the sense without taking the piss out of what I found because they're actually really lovely people and they're just sound or whatever it's that it's it's the jokes on me that I wanted this like well, I wanted probably to come also, from this probably like also panto some, probably dynasty. also some jokes about being disappointed to find that your parents were kind of normal and not fucked up like you almost want them to be fucked up so you know well they had no choice yeah 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 or see, but that doesn't bother me I'm delighted I was adopted delighted it's like yeah I know but I'm just thinking about jokes you know it would have been nice if they had money that would have been sound yeah. Well, then you probably would have worked harder to really reconnect, you know? <laughs> <laughs> there has to be a payback, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so it'll, be a fascinating, it'll, be a, it'll be a fascinating show, you know, when you, when you get into it. Yeah, I will. I will. I'm going to do that. That'll be my, my Corona show will be the adoption show. You're, you, that, that, that's what you'll work on writing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, because you also have... People can go back and listen. I highly recommend if you haven't listened, go back and listen to Joanne's episode from, you know, it's a, it's from a couple of years ago. Um, but you have that amazing story of, of finding the 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 alternative mom who wasn't your mom, but you couldn't let that go, you know? Yeah. And that that is also just like some some great humor, you know? Yeah. She contacted me. I think I told you that. I know you told me. Yeah. Not not on the pod, but yeah, she contacted you recently, right? Yeah. Just saying I heard you on such and such and delighted to, delighted to hear you found your birth anyway that was for another podcast yeah but of course yeah but listen like so what are probably noticed she's probably noticing you're getting a bit famous now so now she's like wants to be your best friend even though she fucking rejected you she rejected being your fake mom 
now she wishes. Someone sat now me she wishes she. Ex- now she wishes she accepted the, uh, you as her fake child. You know. <laughs> <laughs> She's an artist. I was like, I would have loved to have been an artist. Um, whatever. Okay. What about you then? What are you gonna do? What's your plan? Your Corona plan. Your artistic corona no, I, plan. I, I, I said at the beginning of this, I'm in the middle of just, I just wrote a feckin' show about my mom dying. Yeah, but you're going to have to do something. Yeah, I know, but like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing that right now. You I'm in the sitcom. middle of that. I'm not, like, like I said at the beginning of this, I'm not sitting down and writing. I'm not in the process of working on a new show right now. Yeah. You know? But trust me, over the next couple of weeks as we're doing this, when I... When I figure out, uh, you know what what I'll be working on in the future, I'll 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 be using you to uh, to help me tease out some ideas. But honestly, right now, like honestly, I just I can't. I, I not only did I am I doing that show, but like from when it started until the coronavirus destroyed everything, I worked night and day to make it better after every episode. And to I be know. honest, it was killing me. Yeah, like nothing has been as difficult as doing that show about my mother emotionally like in my life in terms of work so and that's including like living on minimum wage for a month at a time living in another country living in fucking china for a year learning chinese like nothing has been as difficult as as doing that show and i'm not even halfway through it so you know i i i'm i'm i assume it won't be as difficult because i feel like the working on it was tougher than the performing it you know yeah just kind of trying to make sense of it so trust me i am quite happy to not be fucking you know yeah. you know that sort of you know that grueling feeling of just racking your brain trying to find the humor in a thing i'm quite happy to have a break from that i'm quite happy to be getting into the 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 silliness of tiktok videos and also the seriousness of discussing the coronavirus which is miles away from you know dealing with the emotions of grief it's gas like i like I no, so my show is different as in like it's not it doesn't emotionally drain me but like so because obviously I'm trying to get something going in the UK and I'm also trying to tour in Ireland um my calendar and I was supposed to be in Melbourne my calendar was so full I don't think I had a night off until I think it was like May 9th or May 10th yes. or something and I was I was honestly kind of looking at my calendar like I was like oh my god I want to vomit I was like fuck but I was like this is what you do you graft this is what you do and loads of travel and blah 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 and now that this has happened I'm like it's kind of it's kind of nice having my like my nights back, my weekends back, and I've no choice. But also, it's hard to be creative when you're busy with travel and when you've got loads of admin to do and you're trying to book flights and all that stuff. I think you need to be bored to be creative. You need to be able to. You need space to think. Do you know yeah, what I mean? I'm, if you're constantly I'm, moving, I'm fif- yeah, yeah, I'm fifty fifty on that. I like a deadline. Like, like I, you know, I, I, I liked the fact that I created a lot of Mia Mama you know uh, you know uh, as i was doing it you know yeah but at the same time i do i do agree you know i do agree with you there are certain things like tv ideas and stuff like that i find are good like at this at this kind of at this kind of board time but i also a hundred percent know that feeling you where you, you see this like insane busyness and then suddenly you get a break but at the same time it would have been nice if you were able to sort of hit hit mid-may and just like press pause for two weeks after banging out all this work you know i know I know. Anyway. But you know, it's it's pros and cons. I mean, it is I have to say there is small elements of this that 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 are enjoyable for me. There but are while at like the same being, time you're just being forced to stop. Like you're being forced to stop. You could I could never stop. I could never make the decision myself to stop. I'm not at that stage in my career. You just have to take every single bit of work that's thrown your way. You take everything. So being forced to stop, it's, 
you're like, oh, this is kind of nice, actually. Yeah, because I, I mean, I was count. I think I might have talked to you about this, but I was fucking counting the days until the third week of April to just like get a break uh, and just kind of shut down for a couple mm. of months before it all ramped up again. So it just it did it did come a little bit quicker. But once 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 I could see that it was coming, I did I get a strange anticipation of like not having to do the show for a couple of weeks. But at the same yeah. time, that was at a time where I thought. I'll be back, you know, doing the show the second week of my project run. I wasn't yeah. really ready When's to that? shut down until the end of September. <laughs> When's that? It's over now. Oh, shit. No, everything's over. No, I know, but... I'm, it, it was, I'm, it was... I'm, I'm, I've mentally prepared for not touring again until the third, uh, the fourth week of September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm at mentally. And I'm assuming that any work that I do in the meantime will be if... During the summer, the New York comedy clubs open up again. I'll just be doing spots in the city. But in terms of like proper shows, I've mentally prepared for. I've rescheduled shows starting the last week of September. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm gonna do the same. I'm gonna do the same. I, I Bren, who runs uh, Vicker Street, was offering me a, a date in July, and I was like, I just don't think we're gonna be back up and running by July, Bren. I think it's gonna be September. No. Yeah, and I think what what harm in just delaying it all until the autumn? But the thing is that he he's probably getting jammed up in the autumn. Of course he and, is. Yeah. Great anyway. things will come from this. Great, great, like you know, zingers of creativity. People will be writing scripts, writing films. Everyone's going to write a book. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I might, I might, I might sit down and do a bit of writing about my. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I have a, I have another thing that I'm working on that I, I don't talk about publicly just because I'm like, any grand television ideas, I'm very protective of them because I mean, the oh, history of television is littered with you know people robbing your ideas. Peeving. So I don't, I don't talk about them publicly. But I have, I have a couple of other things that are on the boil. You know, I'm very worried about the snacking, like. If I have to be rolled out of here in six months' time, I'll be very upset about that. Like there have. Okay, so can I can I ask you, can I ask you a serious question about that? Yeah, go on. So, uh, I don't feel any real uh, desire to like drink booze, but there is that weird sense of suddenly all your guard goes down because mm. you just think, well, society doesn't matter for a while, so I only need to check back in in a couple of months and what I do in the interim doesn't matter. So I did get a fear for some people who might be like a little less solid with their drinking that they might just be like, you know what, for the time being, nothing matters. I'm just going to actually just drink again. Yeah. And I was wondering in a situation where everybody is moaning and groaning about how much they're eating, who's somebody who has a history of like, you know, issues around food, yeah. is, is this difficult? No, because do you know what? If my my weight is completely controlled by my drinking, like I have quite a healthy diet. Like I do eat, and like obviously now you're just kind of going up and down the stairs to eat. Like it's basically now it's like being um, in an all inclusive holiday. All you do is you're sitting around waiting till you can till you can drink again, until you can eat again. But if I didn't drink, I think my weight would probably stay fairly solid. But I drink so much wine that that's what fucks my body. So the so snacking is not, not as much of a thing. Well, I reckon if I was only dealing with one of those things, I could maintain myself. But I'm dealing with the two of them. So I'm dealing with snacking, eating, and drinking. Yeah, but I would just worry if you stop drinking, then you might <laughs> start fucking, you know, like, Getting which sick. is worth the fact that you drink too much or going into some sort of weird other fucking spiral, you know? I don't think, I, I really don't think I would. My concern now is the drinking. 
that's my concern. Like, I mean, really? we've got so much wine we've gone through in the house because we're so fucking it's just like six o'clock you're like are we cracking it open or what's the crack and then of course i know you got to be careful about that that is really bad for your liver you know i know and then it, like all the um video calls they're like oh let's have a bottle of wine on fa- like on uh skype and like the wine is a bigger concern i think i'll give myself this week and then i'll put in some system where i'll be like drink save the drink don't start drinking till thursday yeah or just drink at the weekends like just you know it's a lot of time to kill a lot of time to kill. I know, but listen, it's totally killable without booze, just for the record, you know? I know, but like, uh, you see, we have different um, attachments. We have a different relationship with alcohol. I see it as like a break in the day. Like, do you know what I mean? It's, it feels like you're doing something, which is actually the biggest trick ever, because you're not doing anything. You're just putting liquid yes. in your mouths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, I guess, I mean, I got to think a lot of people are struggling with this. Mm. And there is such a license to do it because... You don't have to wake up. You don't have to set the alarm. You know, it yeah. just doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. But that is dangerous. That's why I was mentioning that, that I did think that this is a dangerous time for overconsumption of alcohol. Definitely. Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. And sure, like, you know me, I'm a lush as it is. This is only just going to make it so much worse. So I'm going to have to do something about that. Yeah, I mean, I would try to find some system that works for you, you know? The problem is that booze is such a weird thing because if you had a glass of wine at night wouldn't be a big deal but the problem is that one glass of wine makes you want to have more wine yeah exactly but wine, i have been eating wine, i have wine. been eating way too much like you know and here's the problem I you do need not to put shop. on a few pounds though you've gotten kind of thin i i i don't shop at in dublin and my house never has food so often when i feel like snacking i just don't have the bloody snacks in the house yeah you know? whereas like now i i I, my house is full of food because going to the supermarket's a pain in the hole, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I did a, ma- I, you know, I actually, I did a massive shop yesterday, $200 worth of food. And like, I actually, I bought too much. I'm not going to, I'm actually not going to be able to get through it. And then my neighbor gave me half a fucking lasagna and it's like, this is great. But now like, what the fuck? Like I'm, half of this shit's going to go off. What, what kind of stuff are you stockpiling? You should be getting tinned goods. I have a couple of tins. No, no, I've stockpiled plenty of tinned goods, but tinned goods are, are, are for the fucking apocalypse. I, you know, I was just trying to get enough food for the week. <laughs> I know. This is the exact, like, so I have the palate, because of all my history with eating disorders and stuff, I really don't take an interest in food anymore. Like, I have certain foods that I eat and I just eat the same thing all the time and that makes me totally, like, calm. Yeah. I don't get worked up or whatever. But I also have, like, I have a bunker palate like i have an apocalyptic palate like i would yeah me eat... too i can i can live on like shitty soups same i will eat sausages in a tin i will yep. eat like all that yeah are you the same well like i like other food too but like it always bothers me when people like somebody will say something like oh some like horrible tin soup or something and i'm like delish like, yeah or or for example like i have this thing from my student days where i would just get like whatever jar of pasta sauce with pasta and I just put a tin of tuna in it and it's like a tuna bolognese and I love it. Delicious. And people are like, ugh, that's disgusting. But I'm just like, nah, I just, I enjoy this as much as like a five-star restaurant. You're the same, we're the same. My my like special dish that I make for myself is tuna rice. Heat up rice, put tuna in, bam. Boom. I used to, I used to put tuna into soup, which was a bit gross actually. I, yeah, I'm the same. I'm like, it's all going down the same way. Anyway, who cares? But weirdly enough, I don't like tuna on pizza. No, I, I feel like no, it I ruins don't, a pizza. Inappropriate. Inappropriate. But like I could, I could, you know, I get these like, you know, because my mom used to get them. You know, my mother had, my mother shopped like this a lot over the last few years because her health was so bad. She just sometimes she couldn't get out. 
But then I'd visit her and she'd be like, what do I get? You know, what do you want for lunch? And uh, she'd make me like whatever, like beef stew from like a Progresso tin. You know, such so just tinned beef stew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. like. Delish. Couldn't be happier. I <laughs> know. It's the same. And then other oh people god, are just like, oh days. my god, that's so disgusting. Oh my god. It's just people eating this horrible shit, you know? I'm two days off buying spam. Like, I really don't care. Like, I do not care. I don't give a fuck either. Me neither. So, the problem is that I do also like to mix it up, though. So, I did buy some, like, pre-made salads from the supermarket. And they're all really good. They actually... American coleslaw is not as good as Irish coleslaw. Irish coleslaw is just, like, in my the opinion, best. the best in the world. It's like crap. But, like, it's so addictive. But oh there God. is a... Uh, a, like a like a homemade coleslaw in this local supermarket best market that's like as close as you can get to Irish coleslaw like it is really good and so I bought that but now it's like I have so much fucking food to get through it's like, like I, I'm suddenly putting like half a plate of fucking coleslaw just trying to get through the shit before it goes off you know yeah well you have to remember it's not so it's the other way you're like oh, I have to eat it it's, it's it'll go to waste it's already gone to waste it doesn't matter if it's in your stomach or oh no I don't care about it going to waste I just yeah. like you know I I I I just don't, I didn't want to waste the money, you know. Like, I, like I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather eat it than throw it out. But then you'll get. But then, no. Okay, I like I when I was a kid. No, it's like, not I a would... case of me getting fat. It's just a case of me not going into the tinned goods and sort of eating odd dishes where I'll just have like a steak and coleslaw. <laughs> you know, I it's have not a, t- a case of. I have a tin of ravioli downstairs uh, that all my housemates are absolutely appalled by. Like it's all right, like a tinned minced ravioli and I can't, yeah. I'm saving it for like a special occasion. I can't fucking wait to eat it. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm big on the tin. In fact, it was one of the great things about this apocalypse was like suddenly I didn't look like a weirdo with loads of uh, shitty suits and stuff. <laughs> yeah, you just look like you're smart. Yeah, well, I, I haven't done too bad, but there is, there is like, I'm probably going to have to put a few more more things in the... Because I had a good routine. My first shop wasn't that big because I got here on Thursday. I hit, uh, sorry, Wednesday evening. I hit the supermarket to get me through the weekend and I did really well, but I didn't get enough. So what I ended up doing was just like sort of improvising a little bit and that was great. So this time I got more, but now I'm looking at it and I'm like, Jesus Christ, like actually I overdid it this time, you know? Do you, like, do you live, are you driving over there? Do you drive back and forth to the shop? You're completely set up over there. Yeah, I have to drive back and forth to the shop here. That village is 10 minutes away in the car. Oh, grand. Okay. I'm really at the end of, like, I'm on a barrier island. In terms of, like, isolation, this is pretty good. I I don't even live on the mainland. I live on a barrier island. Like, I live on the equivalent of, like, Dolly Mount Strand. Like, if there was houses in the middle nice. of Dolly Mount Strand, that's kind of, like, the vibe that we have here. Right. Uh, so, um, you have to get over a bridge to get here, but I'm right at the end of that barrier island. Only one road in, one road out. So you're kind of like you're you're driving on the barrier island for like like eight or nine minutes before you take the left over the bridge, possibly what, even ten. Did you watch episodes? Pardon me. Did you watch episodes? Like I told you. No, I don't even remember you telling me to watch it. Oh my god, it's the bat. So what are you watching? But what is it? Oh my god, it's the, it's I just think it's one of the best shows ever written. So it's Matt LeBlanc plays himself, but like he's a f- asshole in it. And it's like these two English writers, they move to LA and they write a show and Matt LeBlanc is in it and it's about their whole relationship, but it is honestly one of the best things I've ever seen. Five when stars. did you tell me to watch it? We were texting. I put it in a text, but you didn't re- you didn't reply to that bit, so I guess you just didn't read it. Oh, it was possibly when I was doing the switch over on the phones maybe. Potentially. Because I definitely didn't t- didn't see that. But anyway, if we're now talking about what we're watching, I think we need to finish this conversation. Okay, go. 
Actually, but yeah, for the record, I just finished. Anyway. I've just finished Narcos Mexico. I'm about to get into Succession, but in the interim, Killian told me to watch some movie about grief. He messaged me yesterday, which uh, I can't. I can't remember what he sent me, but uh, um, I'm gonna. I, I'm watching some uh, some movie in the interim that's on Netflix that's about grief that he thinks I should watch. So I'm gonna do that as a little stopgap, and then I'm moving on to Succession HBO, which everybody raves about. Okay. Okay, I have to go. I have a call at half four. Okay, great. Okay. So, thank you, thank you so much, Joanne. Thank at you, Joanne Dad. McNally Comedy. Uh, we'll, we'll chat again soon if you're not cheating on me with Sean Walsh. Totally, yes, 100%. I'm Skyping him in the morning and you in the afternoon. It's fine. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. <laughs> 